the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to Minnesota Golden Gophers basketball. We're jumping in today at Locked On Golden Gophers. You are Locked On Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Uh, Golden Gophers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Now, today we're jumping in on Gophers basketball. They're coming off a brutal loss against Illinois that just really collapsed in the second half. But we're also going to tie in that victory with Ohio State. What we've learned from these games and the games that have all happened in this 2023 season as far as once we've hit January and moving forward, all Big Ten games, all insights that are good, some bad. Again, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Be sure to hit subscribe, like, comment, and follow wherever you get your podcast so others can find out about the show. But let's wait no further. Let's dive right in. We're starting with the good when it comes to Golden Gophers basketball. Now, the first thing that I want to point out that is indeed good is that we actually seem to have an offensive identity that is starting to be apparent in these games. Now, it it was somewhat there in the Wisconsin game that kick off the January season. You saw it more present in the Nebraska game, very present in the Ohio State game and then pretty present in the Illinois game but fell off. And what is that identity? What was I seeing? Well, it is controlling the pace, having a slower pace, and having consistent ball movement, working it across the floor, really getting the ball into the big men's hands, especially Pharrell Payne and Dawson Garcia. They often get the ball into their hands at the top of the key and kind of let that initiate the offense. And what I mean by that is, It's not necessarily always running at the top of the key, but you'll get to the ball to them at the top of the key. Different movements are happening in the wings to move the ball from left to right, right to left, you name it. But then once the ball is moved from the top of the key to, let's say, the right side of the court, then you have kind of a triangle offense, kind of a a systematic approach between the wing player, a guard player, and a big man over there. There's different concepts, including weaves that have been worked in. You can play off of the screen and roll with the bigs if it sets itself up. You can also play off of once the big dishes the ball off to a guard, he can get it back on the elbow. Then Jameson Battle typically loops around or comes off hard off of a screen for a jump shot at the top of the key. There's different ways that they've been incorporating it, and it's complex. It's different depending on the matchups you have, depending on the teams you're playing, but it really is intricate. And so the Gophers are playing heavily slowed down pace of basketball they like to control the pace that was very apparent in Ohio State and Ohio State is quite the opposite they like to push the ball they like to run the tempo get teams out of their comfort zone but they weren't able to do that with the Minnesota Golden Gophers and which led to an eventual victory with the Gophers controlling their style of play how they wanted to play and it was really refreshing to see 
Now, there are still inconsistencies here and there with it, and it comes from stagnation. It comes from dribbling too much. It comes from one player deciding to ISO when they shouldn't, and that's seen in bits and pieces. And once it gets away from the ball movement, once it gets away from the system itself, you start to see the struggles come through. You start to see the cold streaks. You start to see bad shots, and then all of a sudden, what do you got? You got... Bad habits, missed shots, and likely the opponent going on a bit of a streak where they pull away. We've seen that, and the Illinois game was a very, very clear example of that. Now, overall, though, it is nice to see that identity. It is nice to see what this Gophers team is going to be moving forward, not just this year, but moving forward in the years to come and how they build this roster will implement players that can play off of the strengths and to the strengths of that style of play. Now, another thing that was good to see over these past few games, especially since we've hit January in the Gophers basketball season, is Coach Ben Johnson. Coaching prowess has been on full display Um especially in that Ohio State game because we got the sneak peek. We got the behind the scenes look with the FS1 all access game where the coaches were mic'd up the entire game. You heard them the entire game. They were on the screen the entire game at halftime. They had them like you literally got the 411 on what these coaches are preaching to their players, what they're asking for, what adjustments they're making, what it was an awesome experience. And it showed Coach Ben Johnson knows what he's doing. I know there's a lot of, not a lot of, maybe a handful or a medium amount of fans that are questioning if Ben Johnson is the right fit because the wins aren't coming. Everyone's like, the talent's there. Why Why are we not winning? The talent is here. We see it. We see these athletic guys that are should be way better. Dawson Garcia is killing it. Jameson Battle, we know he's really good. And then we have all these young freshmen that are really good. So why aren't we winning? Well, it's not as simple as that, especially when you're playing a more complex offensive system. But in that FS1 all access, you were able to see what Coach Johnson is asking of these guys. You were able to see how much the freshmen are still learning. I mean, most, not most, we'll say 65% of the chatter on that FS1 when the game was going on and Coach Johnson is saying things, he was usually speaking to Josh Ola Joseph. Braden Carrington, Jaden Henley, reminding them, no, you need to be here, or this is where you need, like, I'm not saying the vets were also not there. He also talked to Torres Samuels. He talked to Talon. He talked to, like, he talked to everybody, but the people getting a lot of the coaching feedback, a lot of the, wait, you're in the wrong spot, wait, make this adjustment, et cetera, were the freshmen which shows there's still a long way to go with learning the system, playing to the speed of Big Ten basketball. And that is where the difference is right now. Just plain and simple. The speed of the game and the strength of the players is where the Gophers just can't consistently match up. Now, when they do match up, when they play to the system, when they do what they're supposed to be doing, they hang in there. They play up to halftime, dog, dog eat dog, down to the wire, the whole first half matching up with Illinois, playing really well against Illinois. They play the entire game at Ohio State on the road in a hostile environment and take a win in that game. Down to the wire in Nebraska, down to the wire in Wisconsin. 
because when the things click, when they do what is being asked and what is being coached, the flashes are there. You can see the system and the system is hard to game plan against when it comes to other coaches, because there are different ways that you can manipulate it to attack in different manners. So although the wins aren't fully coming right now, I did like what I saw and a lot of my optimism comes from seeing firsthand the coaching in that FS1 all access because you don't get to see those type of things. You don't get to see what mistakes are being made, but maybe you ask those same questions. Why is this happening? Why is that happening? Coach Ben Johnson was literally asking those same questions on the sidelines of this isn't what we coached you. You need to be here. You need to do this. The coaching is there. The speed and the strength of the game, especially for the younger players, is still developing. Now, the final good that I want to talk about before we move on to more of the bad is Dawson, Garcia, and Talon Cooper have been fantastic transfer additions to this team. Torres Samuels as well. Those guys have brought a lot to the team, especially when we just talked about the younger guys are still learning. They're still adjusting. They're still struggling. Well, Talon Cooper, Dawson Garcia, and even Torres Samuels from what he's being asked to do are doing really big things for this team. Talon Cooper, who is seen as a distributor, who is seen as a guy who does everything on the floor, is coming out in some games as the second rebounder on the team. He's consistently leading the team in assists, but now he's also scoring a lot as well. He was the second leading scorer in Illinois. I believe he was either the top scorer or one of the top two in the Ohio State game. He's really stepping up when it comes to creating his shot, not on his own, but within the system. And he is knocking down three pointers as well. Best three point shooter on the team right now. Heading into the season, I believe he was in the low 30s when it came to three point percentage. Last I checked, he was in the 50% range from knocking down the three. He's doing it consistently, and he's doing it. It's not like he's only taken six three-pointers and he's just hit three of them. No, he's shooting them regularly. He probably puts up like three to five a game, and he's knocking down 50% of that. Like, that's great. On top of the distribution, on top of the rebounding, and as the young guys start to get into these roles and understand the flow of the offense and understand where they're supposed to be when they're playing the three position on this play, but when they play the four on a different play, where they're supposed to be and how they move within that system, once it starts to gel and click and the chemistry builds, the turnovers will come down. And they have been coming down. They came down in that Illinois game, not as many turnovers. You like to see it. But what I'm saying is a lot of Fans want to criticize Cooper right now, talking about he turns the ball over too much. That's not necessarily just on Cooper, but it's people not being in the right spaces, people not moving how he is anticipating them to move within the flow of that to drop a perfect pass for an easy bucket. It's the little things like that that are taking more time. And the veterans are really stepping up. Dawson Garcia, honestly, the offense runs really well through him. And honestly, when the offense runs through Dawson Garcia... It makes Jameson battles life easier because he gets easier shots off of screens, coming around the corner, getting put into the position where he can take shots more in transition, more in, in step, as opposed to having to ISO, having to create on his own, having to dribble drive. He's able to come off the ball 
get it and take more efficient shots. Now, they're not always falling right now. He's a little bit under his average when it comes to shooting percentage, but that will come with time as well. Again, it's all it's all starting to show form, starting to take shape. And I like what I'm seeing. Now, would I like it to happen faster? Would I like to see more wins? Absolutely. I'm not going to lie to you on that. But it's starting to take form. The flashes are starting to be there. This team that we're seeing is what we wanted to see in that late fall winter window in the before 2023 window we didn't see enough of it then and honestly if this golfers team plays like they are now back then they probably have wins against DePaul maybe against UNLV maybe against uh I can't think of another team that they lost to that was tight and close but you get what I'm saying they'd have more wins if they're playing this style of ball then so hopefully the style of ball, the consistency, the offensive knowledge, the court awareness all continues to tick up and the Gophers can get it right this season. Now let's talk about the bad. We talked about the good. We're going to move on to the bad. That is what's coming up next. But first, a word from our friends over at Built Bar. They bring you this episode today. Now what makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, it's covered in 100% real chocolate that's right 100 real chocolate and it's not bad for you it's typically less than 130 calories power packed with protein about 17 grams depending on the flavor you're going for and on top of that there's four grams of sugar or less so it's good for you you don't get all the fat you don't get all the calories and you get to indulge on 100 real chocolate now you can go to built.com and use promo code lockdown 15 for 15% off, or you can head in to one of the two uh, brick and mortar stores that are now carrying built bar. And that would be Walmart and Sam's club. They both brought them on. So if you want to try it out for the first time, head on over there. You can get a four pack today, or if you already know you like them and you just want to go get them, you can go in and grab a 13 pack as well. They've got it for you. Head on over, check out Built Bar today. All right, Gophers fans, thank you for listening to Locked On Golden Gophers and making us your first listen when it comes to Gophers Daily Sports. We're talking Gophers basketball today. And if you love college basketball, you might be disappointed by the Gophers uh so far this year hopefully that will continue to tick upwards but if you love college basketball in general you definitely want to check out locked on college basketball where you're getting the latest and greatest from all the teams across the nation the best hitting stories the most updated news talking about who's in the rankings who's not conference tournaments will definitely be covered there and more over at locked on college basketball but we're going to talk about the gophers again we've talked about the good we got to get to the bad and then we have to close with the ugly we'll get there but the first thing we got to do is talk about the bad now the bad is in my opinion most of the freshmen right now are not ready for heavy minutes now that's not to say the freshmen aren't good that's not to say the freshmen don't have high upside but what it is saying is that they're just not ready to be playing major minutes that decide the games right now. They just aren't. Again, we've talked about that due to speed of the game. We've talked about that due to strength and not being just the full body build to handle veteran players in the Big Ten right now. Pharrell Payne, he's likely the only full exception to this. Now, Joshua Joseph shows it in spurts. Braden Carrington has showed it in spurts. Jaden Henley has had moments where he's phenomenal in the scoring aspect, 
but they don't do it consistently enough to be playing major, major minutes. Now, I'm not saying they can't play 15 to 20 to 23 minutes a game. Like, And yes, that might be seen as major. But what I'm saying is, if the whole roster was healthy, I don't think you're seeing Braden Carrington getting 20 minutes a game. I don't think you're seeing Jaden Henley getting 15 minutes a game. I don't think you're seeing Josh Ola Joseph cracking much over 20. Now, he might still be in that 20-minute range, but what I'm saying is, they need the time to adjust. It doesn't have to be forced on them, but right now it does because the Gophers roster isn't deep enough with the injuries at hand. So they're being forced to play more minutes than what they probably should be, but that's not on any fault of the players or the coaches. It's just getting them up to speed faster. And depending on how much they pick it up and how quickly they get to speed, depends on the results of the game that's how the results of the game typically end up going so i mean i think all this was present on fs1 on the all access as well because like i said there there are moments where it's just like coach johnson is still josh you need to be here or does josh know the zipper play from the four position because typically he's playing the three position like there's still so much to grasp within the system i'm thinking like the Gophers style of play reminds me a little bit, not to the extreme, but a little bit of Tony Bennett's system with University of Virginia, heavily defense, want to play low scoring games, want to control the tempo, want to run the sets that give teams fits. That's similar to what the Gophers <clears throat> are doing, but typically you need to have a lot of veterans that can play within the system and understand multiple positions. And coach Ben Johnson is taking it a step further in my opinion, by trying to have the fluidity and the versatility for guys to play two, three, four in that given rotation, one through four, maybe two through five and understanding and being so flexible to the point where when a team thinks they can guard Dawson Garcia, because he's typically playing the four position and, what they've observed in their game film is like the four typically reacts like this and these sets and whatnot. What happens when he switches to the five? What happens when he comes off as the three and he's playing a three within that play call, that play set? It's going to wreak havoc on defenses when everyone is up to speed and up to par. That is the exciting part to look forward to. But right now they're not there. And especially the freshmen, it's just like, it's not fully up to speed yet, not where it needs to be. So that's number one. Now, number two is going along with not knowing the offense fully um, from the different positions and whatnot. It kind of limits what they can do given the circumstances of who is on the floor at the same time. But the, the biggest thing that is the bad for me is in those moments, in those moments where they don't have the right set to run what they would likely want to run in that certain position, the Gophers, once they get away from ball movement, once we're not swinging it, moving it across the floor, keeping the ball moving throughout that system, that is when it starts to become a hassle. That's when it starts to become bad. That's when it starts to go on scoring droughts. The Gophers get cold. They take shots that might be open, but they're not good shots. They're not They're not smooth shots. They're not shots that are typically hit by a certain player like it's just yes they might look open that's the time to shoot it but it might not be what is best for said player taking the shot 
or you start to see iso ball. I think of Jaden Henley doing that a lot. You start to see iso ball from some of the older guys like Talon, like Dawson. Now, sometimes you can you, you can take a little bit of that because they are effectively doing it. They've played at this level enough to know what works, what doesn't, and when they're late in the shot clock that they have to start adjusting and taking that opportunity as opposed to becoming stagnant and running into shot clock issues. But what I'm saying is that the offense with the Gophers right now, when they don't have that ball movement, it gets bad. It gets really bad. And that's where Gophers start to lose these games. They start to fall behind or have to make up big leads and big gaps is because of these cold streaks. So we have to find more consistency in keeping the ball movement and finding ways to get good shots, even if it's late in the clock, finding ways to get shots in motion, in flow, in swing of the system, as opposed to defaulting to ISO or creating different opportunities down in the post for our post players in pain in Dawson or finding Jamison coming off of a screen more of that when the ball is becoming more stagnant, but Gophers players can't dribble, 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 dribble. Otherwise it slows things down and things start to go amiss. Now, what else do we have for the bad? Well, one thing I kind of mentioned here and there is that we don't have the strength or the experience to compete with the big dogs in this conference this season, just plain and simple Purdue. We saw it. They ran away. Michigan. We saw it. They ran away. Illinois. The second half. We saw it. They ran away. Now, the Gophers have shown they can play with Wisconsin, with Nebraska, with Ohio State, whom are all towards the bottom of the conference right now. And we'll see if they can keep up with the teams that are sitting in the middle with the Penn States, with the Northwesterns, with Michigan State. See if they can hang in and make those scrappy down to the wire, hopefully pull out a few victories in them. But against your Purdue's, against your Michigan's, against your Rutgers right now, against Illinois, those are the top four teams in the conference. Iowa coming in right behind them at number five. It'll be interesting to see how much the Gophers can keep up with these teams. They still got another matchup with Purdue this Thursday. They've got Michigan coming up as well. They've got uh, Rutgers later on in the season. These aren't games that I'm expecting to go very well with for the Gophers just due to not having the build to hang in with there with those teams, not having the build to do it or the experience to play with it and hang in there for 40 minutes. Now, can they do it for 20, 25, maybe even 30 minutes in some of these games? Yes. The Gophers just showed against Illinois. They can do it for 20 minutes. But for some reason, somehow, some way, it just fell off a cliff in that second half. They looked gassed. They looked tired. They looked out of sorts. They weren't running the offensive system anymore. It just, it, it goes to show you that they're not ready yet. They're not there. Can they be? Yes. There's going to be work. There's going to be time needed to be put in. But as it's going right now, they're not ready to hang with the big dogs. They can be in the middle of the pack if they can swing some of these other games they can be maybe not last in the conference if they put things together but they're not going to compete with the big dogs this year now next year that's a whole different story whole different story depending on who's back depending on how how well versed they are with the system you have to have a full grasp at the end of this year once you're going into the summer sets once you're heading into the fall 
you have to have a full grasp because we're going to have two new guys coming in. They're going to still have to learn it slowly, but they don't need to learn it by playing major minutes like the younger guys are having to do right now. They can learn it at a more efficient rate. So that's what's bad right now. That is why earlier in the season, I put them at 11th after we found out about the injuries. I put them at 11th in the conference, winning about 18 to 20 games. Now, from what I've seen in the adjustments that are still being had and the learning curve that is still there, I have them more around the 12th to 14th, which is in that bottom three range of the conference with 13 to 15 wins somewhere in that range. That's what it's looking like right now. And that's something that we have to come to terms with. Now, it's not saying except, oh, it's just a poor team. The steps need to be taken. The progress needs to continue to build so that this team is in that top seven next year. Now, that's quite the jump, 12th to 7th, 12th to 5th in the conference. But it's not unreasonable depending on the experience you have coming back and the work that is put in in the strength and conditioning this offseason on top of more understanding of the system. All of that will add up and will help this Gophers team make a more drastic leap moving forward. So that's the bad. We're going to talk about the ugly to wrap this thing off, and that is what is coming up next. All right, we're closing this thing off with the ugly. Got to do it, but we'll do it, and we'll move on. Hopefully, we'll see progress. Hopefully, there's no ugly at the end of this season. But there are four things right now that I think are the ugly for this Gophers team, things that have to be improved. Number one is this may be the worst free throw shooting teams in the history of the University of Minnesota program. And I'm not just saying that for clickbait to get you all riled up or anything like that. I literally mean it. I went back in the last time that Minnesota basketball for the men's program has shot even under 65%. 65% from the free throw line was in 1999 where they shot 63.4%. That's still 4% higher than what this Gophers team is shooting right now. The Gophers are currently shooting 59% from the free throw line. That has to change. We've talked about it before, but it has to change yesterday. Immediately, ASAP, Iora, like, now, folks, it has to change now. Somehow, some way, they have to start hitting free throws. It should not be that difficult. Now, another thing that I consider the ugly right now is that Jaden Henley is not ready for Big Ten play right now. Now, I think Jaden Henley has a ton of upside, a ton of potential, a ton of talent, natural talent but he's not strong enough right now and he's forcing shots, forcing isolation. He's dribbling too much for this system right now, playing a guard role. Now the guard guard roles right now are typically being run. The people facilitating the offense right now are Talon Cooper, Jameson Battle, Braden Carrington every once in a while, Torres Samuels every once in a while, and Jaden Henley every once in a while. The only one that I consistently see dribbling more than passing and running the system is Henley. Now, Cooper can get like that sometimes too. You give him a little bit of leeway simply because he's been doing it at a high level. 
But when you're a freshman learning the system, getting into the habits of things and whatnot, you can't create bad habits. And right now it looks like bad habits are being created and you're seeing the minutes are lower for Henley right now. They started off higher. He started off starting games, but unless you grow with the system, unless you continue to mesh in, develop and learn, the opportunities will tick down. And we're seeing that right now. And I think his upside is immense. I think he can be a very good player for this team, but he has to grow within the system and he has to get stronger because he can go inside and try to slash to the basket and get a layup. He can go inside and get a rebound, clean up, get an offensive rebound, try to put it back up. But right now, Sometimes he'll get away with getting fouled, put some shots in the free throw line. He's one of the guys who's actually hitting free throws. So there's a positive, but he's just not strong enough right now to take the beating of the big 10 on a consistent basis. And it forces itself into bad shots into turnovers into out of system play. And that can't happen for a Gophers team. That's looking to take strides and get better. Now, the final two things in the ugly that I want to bring up, J-Mo was in real pain at the end of that Illinois game in the final minutes. It seemed as though he hurt his back. We'll keep you posted on what we hear on that one, but hopefully that is just something minor and nothing long-term. And the final thing that we got to talk about when it comes to the ugly is the lack of depth and experience really hurts right now. We've talked about that in the bed. And I truly believe that Enan and Fox would be huge players for this roster right now just for experience for what is needed the energy that those guys bring the defensive prowess that those guys bring the athleticism and scoring ability they bring they would be huge players on this team and it wouldn't rush freshmen into minutes but unfortunately that's not the case but with everyone potentially back next year it could cause issues with players wanting more time wanting more tick and the ever-present transfer portal that we're seeing more and more every day becoming an issue. Not an issue, but something that players are willing to just jump in, not fully knowing the repercussions. So it could become a problem. The depth right now, or the lack thereof due to injuries, but having that depth, having the returning everyone potentially next year, could lead to younger guys getting frustrated with not getting minutes could lead to things you don't like to see. Now, no matter what the Gophers are adjust, they'll play with what they have and they'll do what they can, but it's something to keep an eye on something that I could see as potentially ugly moving forward. That's going to do it for us on today's episode of lockdown golden Gophers. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, like comment. Let me know your thoughts on the basketball program. Let me know your thoughts on the future. What are you thinking here? Did I miss anything in the good, the bad and the ugly? Is there anything you want to stress more? Drop it down below. I'll definitely give them a look. This is Kane Rob signing off. Roll the boat. Sky you must go.